Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Cricket Australia's Chief Executive, Nick Hockley. Nick, it's great to see you over this side of the ditch. Jared, thank you. It's great to be here. What a morning. Absolutely fantastic. I can't believe we were still batting right the way through to lunch. Uh, it's, such, it's so charming here. I know you've been able to take that in, but fans on the field at the lunch break, um, oh. you could never imagine this back home, could you? Well, it's just a beautiful ground. Uh, I think this is a fantastic initiative. It's something we did after the end of play, but to do it in the lunch break and get the players to have a really great close look up the pitch uh, is fantastic. But uh, what, a, what a glorious setting. Not a cloud in the sky. I had a good wander around yesterday and watched a few overs sitting under a tree so it's uh it's just absolutely absolutely magnificent they are great images as you're right particularly at the end of the mcg and the scg test when you have the ground swell of the public out on the ground and so close to everything totally and you know that's what it's all about getting up close to the action i think watching the uh, our batting innings the, the new zealand players are all out signing autographs in between the overs and it's a really intimate setting and, and uh, great to see so many kids here watching, watching Test cricket. What do you think of the Cam Green innings? I'm thrilled for Cam. I think it's brilliant. I think it's been in him. I think uh, just great to see him standing tall with that confidence. And you know, I think going back to Shield, that knock-in Shield, uh, they're pretty similar conditions. Uh, it just really kind of vindicates the, uh, the selector's decision to, to stick him in at four. And you know, hopefully this is... Um, uh, yeah, he'll build on this uh, with, with many more to come. Absolutely do, fantastic knock. Do they brief you, the selectors, when they're going to do something particularly like Smith to the top and Green at four? Do they give you a little heads up as to the, the, what the rationale is? Oh, we, we talk. I talk mainly to see how they're going, but, you know, that's, that's their job. And I think over the last, really, two years, um, their selections have been vindicated in, in all formats. He's 24 years of age, Green. He's the young man in the team. What, what sort of figure in Australian cricket is he as the next generation? Well, look, I think he's been identified as a, as a prodigious talent. Uh, I think he's a, a player for the, for the modern era. Um, you know, I think amazing to see, you know, a really incredible rounder, but emerging as, a, as the, the batter that he is. And you know, I think what's been most pleasing about this, this past season is really coming through, whether it's all formats, but... Um, yeah, particularly white ball. We've seen players coming through the big bash, getting opportunities uh, in the the international setup. So it just it just shows that there there are opportunities. Uh, obviously, a, a hugely settled uh, men's test side, but it's just great to have so many uh, really ready to come through um, and, and compete for places. The Australian-New Zealand rivalry. So this is the first time that we've been here for Test cricket in eight years. The Chapel Hadley is not played annually. So I think there's a craving to play it annually. Do, do we fully exploit Australia and New Zealand, do you think, at the moment? Well, I think there's a, a great relationship uh, between the two boards. I mean, I spent one week in, 
six here in Wellington when we effectively JV to host the, the 2015 uh, Cricket World Cup. There's huge rivalry. There's also huge respect. I think we're very much looking forward to the return series. Uh, we are um, discussing playing four test matches uh, in the return summer in, in three years' time. So well, the discussions that we've had here with friends, so we just want to make sure we keep playing as, as, as regularly as we possibly can. Is there any possibility of an annual Chapel Hadley, even if it was just a one-off game over on these shores? So I think the, the, something that we're contending with is just a really, uh, a really busy schedule. Yep. Um, so the next four-year FTP is pretty well set, but you know, what we're seeing here is just you know, sellouts for every day of the Test Series. Uh, great turnouts for the for the T20. I think it was great to have T20 now included in the Chapel Hadley, Hadley Trophy, giving that even even more context. So it's something we'll certainly continue to keep talking about. Are you empathetic to clearly Test cricket here costs New Zealand money, uh, whereas Australia makes money from uh, from the Test cricket that you stage? Are you so, uh, do you have a sympathy for that on this side of things? Look, I mean, what we're seeing here in New Zealand is, and in particularly in, in Wellington, uh, is just an absolute love uh, for, for the game. You know, I think New Zealand cricket are um, you know, going really well. I think they punch above their weight on the field and off the field. I mean, we've seen them get to so many uh, semi-finals and finals uh, of ICC world events. I mean, the work we're, we're doing at the moment is really to build on the, the context that's been set by the World Test Championship and uh, really make sure that we, we're keeping test cricket healthy in all countries. I think this last summer in, in Australia, I mean, there was a lot of uh, kind of scepticism about uh, Pakistan, West Indies ranked sixth and eighth, um, but they absolutely turned up and really um, you know, gave us a, a very, very good run. And West Indies obviously famously won the test at the Gabba. So, you know, I think calls that you know, test cricket is, is, is dying or under threat uh, are kind of exagger exaggerated and it's, it's just proving you only have to look out here. You only have to look at our, our past test summer to see that you know, it, it's very, very resilient. Do you wish this was a three-test series? Uh, personally, I really, I really do. Um, but then you know, the administrative hat is, uh, again, it's a really congested schedule. I think we should be aiming for, uh, for three, three test series as a minimum wherever we possibly can. Um, but yeah, as you say, for, we've, got to, we've got to work on making sure that Test cricket is econo economically viable and healthy right across the world. And it does take more space in the calendar and it does cost more. How familiar are you with the Martin Snedden paper that he presented to the ICC? We spent uh, great to catch up with Martin here yesterday. Um, uh, so very much involved with that piece of work. I think Australia, uh, Cricket Australia, we've got, um, you know, we've got good influence and I think we've got a really important role to play around. Uh, the ICC in terms of driving strategy. I think that um, Cricket Australia has been behind many of the developments, whether that's the, um, the introduction of the World Test Championship. Um, so very intimately familiar. Um, I'm on the working group, uh, the FTP working group with the ICC, um, and making sure that we're keeping all three formats healthy and strong, uh, that we're growing the game in, in all territories, and it's just brilliant to see uh, the, the way that the the T20 World Cup in the US has been uh, has been been embraced. I understand that ticket sales were 20 times oversubscribed when yep. they were when they were released. Um, so, look, I think cricket has a great opportunity to 
uh, have a format strategy where all the formats play a role um, and and all all fit together and that is really the essence of the work that Martin has started and it's incumbent on all of us as members working together uh, to make sure that we continue to take it forward. There was a depiction that India, Australia and England essentially rolled their eyes and put that on the shelf. Do you reject that? Categorically, um, I think there was some misreporting uh, around that and uh, certainly the discussions I'm in at the moment are very much uh, thinking about how we can you know, optimise the calendar uh, and we can continue to grow cricket around the world. So you're very clear around what you would like Test Cricket to be and what Australians' role in that can be. What practically, will, I, I understand that you're discussing it at the moment, but what practically might that amount to? So uh, practically it is making sure that the World Test Championship is given greater prominence. So um, each Test Series has context. Uh, I think it's uh, looking at the economic viability in, in different territories and uh, how we make sure that um, it is economically viable for those countries where it isn't. At the, still for, you know, for Australia, uh, for England, uh, we've seen with India coming for five tests uh, next summer, uh, you know, test, men's test cricket is the, the most valuable property for Australian cricket. So um, it's, a, it's really working together. And then on the calendar, um, it's uh, trying to configure the calendar in a way that um, there's space for all three formats. Is there a model in which, say the West Indies, and I think they did a good job of articulating just how costly it is to have tours in Australia for them. So it, it lit the future for them, but it also costs them millions of dollars. Is there an economic model where they could profit from being in Australia and putting the game on? Well, I think um, the global player economy is, is something that we're, we're talking about. And... Um, making sure that the very best players are playing test cricket uh, and making sure that boards are prioritising um, test cricket. As I've said, and I've been consistent on this, I really believe that domestic T20 leagues and international cricket can coexist. I think this summer in Australia is an absolute perfect case in point. You've seen players like uh, Fraser McGurk, uh, like um, Matt Short, uh, come through and then go on to uh, in international honours. And we in Australia, we play uh, Big Bash head-to-head -head with um, with Test Cricket, but we always, always prioritise uh, Test Cricket. We prioritise um, international cricket, and uh, we need to help those countries around the world do the same. On a BBL front, are you giving serious consideration to expansions? Uh, I've seen the, um, the speculation uh, in, in the media, and the first thing I'd say is, it's great that there's so much interest uh, in the Big Bash Leagues. It was a, a phenomenal summer. Crowds were up over 25%. And on the women's side, we were thrilled with the stadium series. Overall, attendance was up over 50%. So um, it's great to see the, the BBL thriving. And I would say, wh um, whether it's the clubs or whether it's the team at the Big Bash Leagues, a uh, huge amount of work's gone into that. And uh, we've put extra investment into, um, into promoting the Big Bash. So thanks for everyone that's, that, that's turned up. Look, no decisions we made. It's very early, st early uh, days, but we're always thinking about ways in which we can grow and what the next, uh, next ev evolution looks like, um, and uh, we'll continue to work on that. How ambitious is Canberra being? Do they have your ear? Uh, I think we talked to all the different jurisdictions um, 
I mean, what's great is there's, there's interest in, in all our content. We're currently talking about where we play women's and men's international cricket over the, over the next seven years. So you know, I think publicly they've, they've stated that, their, their ambition. But as I said, it's, um, it's early days and um, it's something certainly we'd, we'd need to make sure that if we did go down that route, uh, it was going to benefit Australian cricket as a whole. The imaginative minds have turned to New Zealand and what was it, Jakarta and Singapore as well. Is, could you ever imagine a BBL which stretched beyond our shores? Again, it's, um, it's early days. I, you know, I commend the kind of expansive thinking. Um, it's, it's brilliant. Uh, we're, you know, we've got really bold aspirations. Uh, we'd love to see every single game of the Big Bash and the Women's Big Bash sold out. We want to see the Women's Big Bash played in major stadiums across across the country so um you know again just great great to see um the level of interest and you know nothing's off the table um but um you know it's a it would have to benefit australian cricket um more broadly on the question of stadiums which there's two open questions at the moment one is tasmania if if the hobart stadium does go ahead for the afl team and beyond would cricket find a home there would you like cricket to find a home there I think very definitely we'd like to play in a new stadium. I mean, we've seen stadium upgrades in, in Perth. I mean, the Scorchers just get massive yeah. crowds. Uh, you know, we've seen the upgrade in Adelaide Oval and the Southern Strikers turn out. Um, so, you know, a modern state-of-the-art stadium in Hobart, I think, would be you know, absolutely. And, you know, we, we sit here again with the hill and the trees and, the, and it's, a, you know, probably growing up kind of in England is kind of how I kind of picture a cricket ground. But Australia is blessed to have these incredible grounds, not just for cricket, but also, obviously, for, for Aussie rules. And, um, you know, I think, um, you know, keeping investing in, in the fan experience and making sure everyone has, has, has the best day out, entertainment for, for the kids is, is really, really important. If that stadium goes ahead and it has a roof, is that problematic for cricket? I don't believe so. Uh, I think we play at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne. Uh, often play under the roof, so uh, I don't believe so. And what's the current um, jurisdiction around international cricket on a stadium with a roof? So each of the grounds we play in need to be uh, accredited for by the ICC for international cricket, and I think you know, this would be um, this would be no different. Okay. Uh, and the Gabba, it feels like everyone's on tender hooks there. Do you sort of share that view? Yeah, we are waiting to understand the outcome of this review. Um, we're obviously speaking closely with the, the, the Queensland government and on, on that, but I think everybody is, is waiting to understand um, the out, outcome of the review. So if, does, how badly does the Gabba need something, whether it's a facelift, a refurbishment, or I feel like the rebuild is off the table? Do, do you feel like the Gabba needs something? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think it's been very well documented uh, that it's, approaching the end of its useful economic life as it is. So whether it's a redevelopment or whether it's a, um, a refurbishment, uh, it absolutely needs to uh, needs investment. And you know, again, I mentioned earlier on, we're very excited that cricket's in the LA 28 games. I think cricket being part of the Olympics in Brisbane 32 is a, is a really exciting proposition. And so, you know, as, as you know, I spent six years working on the London games and there's nothing like a fixed deadline to um, to get things done. So, you know, having a great stadium uh, in Legacy, um, a great stadium, uh, great facilities around the games um, is an opportunity, I think, not to be missed. 
And um, you know, one of the other pieces of work that we're doing is uh, working with Queensland Cricket to make sure that you know, whether it's a refurbishment or whether it's a redevelopment, that for the period that those works go on, cricket's not um, disadvantaged. And um, we, I think we've been um, clear and consistent that we think Allen Borderfield, which is an amazing facility, um, great lights, great scoreboards, um, you know, great amenity for patrons. If we could build that out to a 10,000-seater stadium, it could serve a pur purpose for cricket in the Olympics, but also just be a wonderful venue for WBBL, Women's yeah. International Cricket and the like. Is it all holding up your seven-year master plan? Oh, I, I think so. I mean, it's just wonderful to have uh, support of incredible partners um, on the TV side, Foxtel and uh, Seven, and then in India in, um, with, uh, with Disney Star. Uh, one, one thing that maybe listeners don't un, uh, unaware of in Australia uh, and New Zealand is just the coverage of the Big Bash gets in India. Um, so uh, look, there's a great vibe around the game. We've seen it come through with um, kids playing. So we've now ticked a little over 70,000 for Woolworth Cricket Blast uh, registrations and participants this summer, um, which has just been brilliant to see because I think that's a, a, a really true indicator that you know, seeing the incredible performances of Cam Green and the Australian men's and women's team, um, that is translating through to, to kids picking up a bat and ball. Nick, it's good to see you on, on this side of things. Fantastic. Thanks very much for having me.